0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And
1: welcome again to Invest Wisely, the program where every single week, Walt Secura, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, talks to you about stocks, individual stock investing, how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money in portfolios of individually owned stocks on the market. They're out there at at, uh, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. And uh, throughout the half hour, if you have any questions about stocks investing and the market, uh, give Walt a call. We are here to talk to you at 330-673-1234. That set a Akron call us toll-free at 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, we had a pretty had a really good, good, pretty interesting week in the market last uh, last week. The Standard & Poor's 500 at the beginning of the week equaled their record set earlier in the year before the pandemic, their all-time record And later on of the week. They exceeded that record. And also, it seems to be boosted by some more faith in those tech stocks. So what else did you see happening on the market last week, Walt?
2: Yeah, Bob, you know, the market continues to climb, a steep wall worry. And the S&P, as you mentioned, 500 index reached a new high on Friday. Um, And again, the technology-heavy NASDAQ index added to impressive uh, year-to-date gains. So we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, finish the week at 2793033 Um, For the week, it was off 0.69%. Again, the Dow is being held back a little bit by the financial, uh, energy stocks, and industrial companies are in that that index. Uh, Year-to-date, though, it's it's recovered quite well. It's only off 2.1% year-to-date. The S&P 500, as we mentioned, closed at 3,397.16, up uh, 0.7% for the week, and now we're at 5.1% positive return for the year. Uh, The NASDAQ uh, added 2.7% for the week, uh, 292 points, closing at 11,311.80. And again, up 26.1% for the year, Bob. So the NASDAQ's just had an impressive year. And those small cap stocks, the Russell 2000, um, finished off 1.6% last week. So the the smaller stocks took a step back. um, And year-to-date, they're off 6.9%. Uh, as we said, you know, interest rates and, and we look at the U.S. treasuries uh, remain very low. I think the Federal Reserve is going to, you know, keep rates pretty low and be pretty accommodative trying to, you know, provide what stimulus they can to keep this economy moving forward. So uh, we see the two-year treasury at 0.15%, uh, the five-year at 0.26%, uh, the 10-year at 0.63%, and the third-year at 1.35%. So rates are very low. And, again, we give these rates because these are the implied risk-free rates. Um, and I always tell people, again, if you're looking at something at a five-year basis and you're telling me, hey, well, I see 4% or 5%, you know, you're taking pretty a, a lot of risk because if the, if the risk-free rate at the Treasury is at 026 uh, Just make sure you're evaluating the risk of those investments. Um, and then on the big picture side, Bob, I mean, we just, you know, keep, we keep a little checklist and I just have one I'll go with you real quick. Um, we know that second quarter GDP and earnings are going to be awful, you know, so we know, we know when we get those numbers finally reported, we know they're going to be bad. Uh, we know that uh, jobless claims uh, are picking up again and there'll probably be more to come. Our unemployment rate's at about 10.2%, uh, the reported unemployment rate. But again, if you go to the U6 number, which includes those people that have kind of given up, we're at 16.5%. Uh, remember, the 50 year average is, is closer to 62 So, you know, and unemployment's still pretty high. Um, states are starting to open, you know, different economies, and that should be a relative positive. Uh, banks are going to try to be accommod- accommodated, but at the same time, banks are tightening their lending standards. Um, share buybacks for corporations are going to be a little bit more curtailed. Uh, capital expenditures will definitely be curtailed. Um, the bipartisan spirit in, in Washington has left us uh, as we head towards the election. I think we're going to have a lot of tensions, and you know, they're they're not going to want to compromise. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of activity. Um, on the geopolitical environment and, and the you know foreign front and you know the tensions with China are still there. Um, and again, we, we just have to look forward. I think the biggest um, surprise for us and the, and the biggest positive has been the Fed. You know they they put an incredible amount of stimulus to work, and it probably really helped supported the market.
1: Well, for those who aren't familiar with the indices, uh, as you are, put into perspective what it means that the Standard and Poor's 500. Is doing so well. You know, first of all, what kind of stocks comprise that, and why are they doing so well in this uh, otherwise uh, negative environment?
2: Yeah, Bob. I mean, the S and P 500 index is, is five. It's actually over 500 stocks, and they're, they're the larger companies. Um, uh, they have a pretty good proven track record to get on the criteria to get on the S and P 500 list. Is you know that to have some profitability and be around for a while. Um, and again, it's a capitalization weighted uh, index. So again, a handful of companies are going to really impact that index a little bit greater. So companies like you know Apple and Google and Microsoft, I mean, they have much higher weightings than the lower stocks in that index. Um, but it is a very broad index, and it is good to see that index come back. Um, you know I think it's no surprise to anybody that the NASDAQ's done well because technology and biotech and Uh, You know, those medical technology stocks have really been the drivers of the market this year. But it's good to see the S&P come back. And, again, even more promising is seeing the Dow Jones only off 2.1%, you know, because, again, they have a little bit more of the financial and um, industrial and uh, energy stocks in there as well. So each index is a little bit different, but, again, they're proxies for the market and uh, give us a relative idea of how things are going out there.
1: On the uh, COVID-19 area, and on that front there, we uh, here in the news, I think someone said there are some 30 of uh, vaccines, potential vaccines, now many of them in stage 3 trials, which are one of the larger trials of the vaccines, and they're moving forward with the testing. Some of you are moving forward with uh, producing the vaccine, just in case it works, they'll have plenty of supplies on hand. Is this a uh, one of the aspects that's providing hope and support for the market, which might be driving those indices so high right now?
2: I think it is, Bob. I mean, again, I'm no expert in vaccines, although, you know, I've done a tremendous amount of reading and seen a lot of research reports. And we have a lot of uh, physicians and doctors and people that are connected to the, you know, the healthcare industry that have given us some insights. But we know the vaccine cycle is typically long. It typically takes five to ten years to develop an effective vaccine. Vaccine. There's been Herculean efforts uh, to speed that process up to you know more like ten months. We're already in phase three trials. So a lot of these companies uh, have have quickly got to phase three trials. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of companies putting efforts into the, you know treatments and, and therapies to to help uh, for those that are infected and. You know, I think that is hope. I, I, I think for the you know for the whole economy, you know, the the thought of another shutdown or slowdown or a spike up here in the fall is still a lingering worry, and um, you know, hopefully that uh, these companies will make the progress they need to make to continue to, uh, you know, provide the results and the confidence for for you know people and and the economy.
1: Another area, of course, that is not at all usual this year is the back to school. Uh, time, uh, this uh, kind of many ways back to school for marketers was one of the uh, second biggest uh, buying times of the year. As folks went out and bought clothes and cool school supplies and everything for their kids, and uh, with some people actually going back in physical presence, other schools only having classes online, it's a very disjointed return to school. And um, I guess there isn't that big of a demand like there usually is for back to school products. Now, how, how do you see that factoring in with, with uh, the capital markets?
2: Well, this is going to be another impact on the economy, Bob. You're right. I mean, there's 56 million K- through 12-year-olds to start school, as well as all the colleges uh, around and all the students there. Uh, schools are very disjointed. Um, they're extremely vital to the economy. Uh, retailers, obviously, are, are going to be impacted quite dramatically. Uh, retailers are bracing for about a 20% decline, um, in 2019, school spending, back-to-school spending, was about $26.2 billion. So we're going to see, you know, some, some slowdown there. And, uh, you know, the, the other ancillary impact is on parents because, you know, school is uh, um, daycare for, for a lot of parents. You know, they can get to work while their kids go to school. And there's going to be a lot of disruption there, so you wonder about the productivity of the, of the American worker, as you go into the fall, those that have school children, I mean, I know here at Baird we're definitely going to be, you know, uh, as, as flexible as we can, you know, to let our employees take care of their kids. And I think a lot of companies are going to have to do that as we go into the
0: fall.
1: We're talking to Walt Secura, who is indeed the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at 3560 West Market Street, the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird Company. In time to talk about stocks, stock talk. If you have any questions about individual stocks that you look at, you you follow maybe, maybe you think you're buying them, maybe you own them and want to think about selling them right now or whether they should hold on or not, uh, give us a call. Talk about that individual stock or company that intrigues you. 330-673-1234. Take advantage of Walt Secura's 30 plus years in the business of stock trading and making money for his clients 330-673-1234 and outside of akron and on wnr.com toll free 800 669 let's kick off our individual stock talk and talking about nvidia the tech company what do you think about nvidia first of all what do they do and do you still like this stock that these levels seem to be approaching uh, infinity
2: Oh, we do, Bob. You know, we like we like the stock a lot, and, and we've liked it for a while. Um, you know, if you look at this company, it's a leading designer of graphic processing units. Um, uh, really, their key drivers are gaming, um, artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, uh, self-driving cars, and data centers. Uh, this The uh, graphic chips that they make and the data centers that they provide are essential to this new economy that we're kind of heading into, and... You know, people are at home more. Um, and then you look at just the growth in data centers, you know, companies like Amazon and Alibaba and these big companies, Walmart. Um, you know they have to do a lot of visual searches um, you know you need high-end processors to do these visual searches to be able to complete these supply chains and and get products then users um, you know really this this is a company that plays through so many industries in our economy and um, just an incredible technology company it's kind of the backbone to a lot of other technology that we uh... you know we look to in the future and and are using today so uh, NVIDIA had an impressive quarter. They were up um, 50% in revenue, uh, 3.8 billion um, versus uh, 2.5 billion the year prior, um, so almost a 50% revenue growth and a 76% earnings growth. Uh, $2.18 a share versus $1.24 uh, the year prior over those three months. So. Again, a stock with a lot of financial power. Um, valuation is obviously extended a little bit here, but you know, as we look out as an investor over the next five to seven years, you know, we still like Nvidia and we like where it's headed.
1: Sure, it makes a lot of your customers extremely pleased to see that kind of appreciation in a stock that is their portfolio. Let's take some calls now for Walt Sakura. Good morning, you're on WNIR.
2: Yes, a question for your guest. Uh, what are your thoughts on companies that uh, ship their manufacturing uh, things overseas and pay their workers
0: next to nothing yet sell their goods over here for, for full price and make a lot of money?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I think what this world has uncovered is, you know, issues in the supply chain, and I think, you know, there is sensitivity uh, in today's world about, you know, uh, American products, American workers, you know, how that supply chain works, uh, how disruptions in the supply chain can affect here us here in the United States and uh, the impacts on other countries. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I think it's something that every company uh, is, is looking at closely, and hopefully there will be much better governance as, as companies go forward and thinking about those issues and what's important to a lot of Americans.
1: Thank you. All right. Thank you for your call. 330-673-1234. Once again, talking to Walt Sukira of uh, Akron Wealth Advisors with Stock Talk and questions about individual stocks and companies that you're following. Another one of the companies that you like is Alibaba, which is a Chinese uh, e-commerce company. It also reported good earnings last week. So what do you think about Alibaba uh, going forward?
2: Alibaba, again, is a really powerful technology company. Um, you know, They're the Amazon and eBay of, of China, uh, as well as B2B type of delivery with, with online commerce. Um, about 68% of their revenue is derived from China, so it is truly a Chinese company that derives a lot of their revenue and, and growth from, from that area, from, from Asia. Uh, they also have cloud computing, uh, digital media, entertainment platforms, logistics services. Um, so it's a very diverse company, um, a very powerful company. And again, when we look at the earnings for the quarter, uh, sales were up over thirty percent, twenty-one point eight billion versus sixteen point seven billion the year prior over those three months. Earnings were two dollars and ten cents a share versus a dollar eighty-three, up fifteen percent. Uh, so again, a company that continues to show immense. Uh, financial power and, and also evaluation still looks fairly attractive to us uh, at this at this stage.
1: Uh, again if tensions between the US and China continue there are all these rumblings that Chinese stocks could be delisted from the American exchanges. How, how realistic do you think that fear is?
2: Uh, it's possible Bob I mean but again I think Alibaba has the financial ability and, and the accounting uh, savvy that they could probably satisfy. US regulators if need be. Um, and also, I just think the company is so powerful, even if they were delisted. Uh, I think a lot of investors would still find ways to, to continue to invest in Alibaba, even if they didn't trade on the U.S. exchanges.
1: In retail stocks, uh, we've been talking, of course, the two biggies, Target and Walmart, reported their earnings last week. Uh, before they did that, you were kind of giving Target the edge over at Walmart going into those reports. Now, uh, did Target, uh, in your empowering women's portfolios, where you hold that, did that uh, meet your expectations or not?
2: It did, Bob. Um, yeah, I mean, it really did. Walmart's earnings were up 23%. Target was up 86%. Uh, Walmart's revenues were up 6 and Target's were up 25%. So Target performed uh, much better than Walmart over the last three months. Uh, when we look at the last week, uh, Target uh, was up $17, almost 12.5% last week, where Walmart was off about 97 cents, uh, off 0.73% for the week. Uh, year to date, Target uh, is outperforming Walnut Mart now with last week's advance. Uh, Target's up 19.8% year to date versus Target at 10.8%. Um, you know, Target had a very balanced uh, quarter between their, their storefronts and their online. Um, that omni channel fulfillment, people being able to order online and pick it up at the store, seems to be very powerful for them as well as Walmart. Um, you know, Walmart saw some really good performance from Sand Club, um, from their, uh, you know, their big box, uh, Sam's Club, uh, the wholesale uh, retailer, uh, and their e-commerce continues to outpace. Uh, both these companies recognize that, you know, things will start to normalize, those stimulus checks, uh you know, are in question now, you know, some states don't have that additional stimulus going on now, and we're waiting to see the impacts of the executive orders. Some states have kind of moved forward, others haven't. Um, And also, you know, the school spending, which we just talked about, which will be weaker, and then really a very wild card uh, with Christmas. You know, we don't even know what Christmas may be like. Again, a lot of it might be determined by how this coronavirus plays out and how people feel about getting back to the malls and doing some shopping.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors and Fairlawn. They offer not only investing services for their clients, which include investing their clients' money into individually owned stock portfolios and uh, making sure they're actually in the stock market directly. They also take care of all the kinds of wealth management services. They do financial planning, investment banking, uh, trust and retirement planning. They can talk about IRAs, uh, required minimum distributions, uh, stretch IRA illustrations. They can talk about Social Security and what, to, what choices to make, uh, Roth conversions, stock options, transaction tax analyses, all this for their clients, uh, whether they have, a, a, again, an extensive portfolio or a modest uh, investment in the company. They offer all these services through the, the Akron Wealth Advisors and our affiliation, too, with the National R.W. Baird Company. If you'd like to be a part of that or find out more about the company, there's a couple of ways to do so. Uh, easiest way is to call and just to talk to Walt and his team there. They're very willing to talk to you, spend some time on the phone, 234 234- is their local number in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. If you have a need for a toll-free line, it is 844-388-4953, 844-388-4953. You can find out a lot about them, including their bios and their background and some good financial tips on their website, which is akronwealth.rwbaird.com. That's R W B-A-I-R-D, dot Again, Walt Segura, been doing this for more than 30 years. Uh, uh, quite a roster of satisfied clients, both big and small. So think about that when you're thinking about how to how to make it in this uh, current uh, market environment and um, how to keep it going and how to make sure that your risk is well managed. Again, if you want to talk to Walt, a couple more minutes left at 330-673-1234. Let's talk about risk. Risk management, uh, risk, uh, uh, of course, is volatility in the market, and, and, uh, and how rapidly things can go up and down can uh, I add to somebody's perception of risk. Uh, is volatility the only only uh, factor that get to, that really is makes up risk?
2: No, Bob. There's a lot of uh, factors that we look at when we consider risk. I mean, risk, risk, volatility is the one we talk about quickly, but I think people's fears of volatility are somewhat subsided. You know, even this year is. Uh, helped, again, for people to understand that volatility is opportunity in a lot of cases. But, uh, you know, for us, there's many other risks that we consider. um, uh, You know, one of the things we do have to do is look at risk-adjusted returns. Um, You know, when you take less risk, obviously, you shouldn't expect the same returns. And uh, there are some investors that, you know, because of their risk aversion, you know, aren't going to have the same returns as other people that, you know, are more risk-oriented. Uh, we look at, we talk a lot about valuation risk. You know, that's one of the biggest ones that I see today. It's uh, it's understanding valuation, which a lot of people don't. Um, you know, again, stock price has nothing to do with valuation. You have to be able to uh, look at the underlying metrics and the, and the financial power of a company and know what it's really worth based on cash flows and other items. Um, a lot of people have concentration risk. You know, they have too much in one place. Uh, Maybe over uh, exposure in in certain industries or certain stocks, or maybe in their company four hundred one k. So uh, we worry a lot about concentration risk uh, with people stretching for yield, and I see it a lot. You know, people want to they don't want to buy stocks, so they keep trying to find these high yielding things, and they take a lot of credit risk. You know, things that, as I said, when you look at that five year treasury and you see .26, you wouldn't believe how many people tell me they see rates so much higher and they're, they're taking risk, you know, based on that credit. And, you know, we really try to tell our, our clients not to take risk on that side of the equation. I mean, risk, if you want risk, you should own stocks. If you don't want risk, you know, you shouldn't really take risk on the on the bond side or the fixed income side or the credit side. Um There's interest rate risk. You know, as interest rates rise, that's going to impact prices of bonds. There's liquidity risk, you know, how liquid an investment is. Again, we find a lot of uh, prospects that we talk to put money in things that they can't get it out uh, as quickly as they thought. It's tied up. There's penalties and charges coming out. Um, You know, so there's, there's a lot of risk that we talk about beyond just volatility. And, uh, you know, I think being a good risk manager is a really important aspect uh, in today's world. You know, there's a lot of risk out there that you have to consider, and I think a lot of times people don't take enough time to think about that.
1: Let's see if we get one more quick call in for Walt Secura. you on WNIR. Go ahead.
2: Hello. Uh, I'd like to ask Walt uh, how he uh, foresees the outcome of the uh, presidential election as uh having an impact on the stock market. Yeah, there'll definitely be an impact. I, I mean, I think, you know, either way. Um I think volatility is is built into that equation already. Um, you know, I I, I stay in a very non-political world right now. I don't ever want to talk about politics with clients or with prospects or tip the hat on how I may feel, but I mean, I think there's winners and losers that come out of each uh each scenario uh you know as we had talked about i think with the uh the approach of lower taxes and a less invasive in government and uh, a government that's providing you know stimulus in certain areas that that's going to provide a certain level of growth um, you know an administration or a new white house or government that's focused maybe on you know, taxes and, and, you know, maybe a, a different type of growth. Um, I think you have to look for winners and losers uh, in any scenario. I think the market's got its head around both candidates potentially winning. Uh, I think we'd see more volatility, especially when Biden was ahead in the polls, if they felt that, uh, you know, a change in administration would be a big impact to the market. So I think the market will be fine. Uh, As Bob and I talked a few weeks ago, I think what the market probably really hopes is a split, you know, Congress, uh, you know, a split between the Senate and the the House and the White House so that, you know, really they're still mate and politicians just can't do a whole lot. Um, The more the politicians can do sometimes, the worse it is. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, consumers and businesses uh, tell people where the value is and... Uh, You know, I think that, uh, you know, you look at companies that grow, it's probably because they have good business models and they create value and people put their money where they want to. And uh, that's what America is all about. and, And I don't see that changing regardless of who wins.
1: And as you've always said, Walt, spending is what drives the market, and if the people in general uh, are either either not interested or, or happy with uh, whatever happens at the election, they'll continue to spend, continue to go out and buy things, and hopefully they'll have uh, jobs that'll give them the money to spend. And that's the driving force of the economy, people spending money. So no matter where they get the money from, as long as they're spending it and continue to spend it, the economy should continue to grow.
2: You're right. Seventy percent of our economy, Bob, is what you and I and our listeners do with our money. The government can't make up for that, and business can't make up for that. You know, we, we really control this economy, and I, I think that's why the virus and the opening of the economy is way more important than the election. You know, people have to feel confident about their jobs and be willing to spend, and if that's what happens, then our economy will be just fine.
1: So, Walt Sequeira, tell us, as the uh, new week dawns, what do you think is going to happen, and what do you expect to, to see and hear?
2: Yeah, Bob, we got a few more earnings reports. We'll see a Deer report this week. We'll see a couple of the deep discounters like Dollar General and forth, uh, Intuit, and other tech company reports this week. So, again, we'll keep looking at some of those earnings reports. We're pretty much near the end of the earnings season. Uh, We'll get some home uh, data this week, existing home sales, new home sales. Uh, We'll get a consumer confidence uh, reading. And, you know, we'll continue to pay attention to all those those, uh, data points.
1: Once again, Walt Secura and his team at Akron Wealth Advisors can take care of you and uh, your concerns about investing, retirement planning, financial planning. Give them a call. Find out how you can invest your money into individually-owned stocks and custom-made portfolios, 234-466-7476. Remind them that you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron, 234-466-7476 for Akron Wealth Advisors. Walt Secura, thanks for being with us. Talk to you next Sunday.
3: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Apple Inc., symbol A-A-P-L. Deer & Company, symbol D-E. Dollar General Corporation, symbol D-G. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G. Intuit, symbol I-N-T-U. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT, NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA, Target Corporation, symbol TGT, and Walmart Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Alibaba Group Holding Limited, BABA, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited, BABA, in the past 12 months.